Hello. Good afternoon. Welcome to another session of Bible Study with Mac and Cheese Podcast.com. I am Mac Ruby McClellan, and cheese is the word of God. Let us pray a short prayer before we begin our Bible study. Father, we just thank and praise you for this podcast. We thank you for every listener. God, we're asking you to do something very special for us today. Give us an understanding of your written word in the book of Revelation. Help us to understand what you are saying to us as individuals. We know that you loved us so much that you wrote this book to let us know what was in the future for people that did not believe. God, we pray that these lessons will cause many to come to Christ and that it will give those that are listening the knowledge to tell others how wonderful and awesome you are and that you have provided a way for us to receive your grace. Be with us now as we continue our study in Jesus' name. We thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. And we are grateful again to tell you that we're grateful for every listener. We thank you that you are sharing the podcast with others. It really means something to me when you download it and share it with someone else. It helps me to get a sponsor. And I thank you in advance for what you do to help me. And I hope that these lessons are helping you. We've been studying the book of Revelation. We're up to chapter seven. We cut off last time at chapter seven, verse 10. And uh, that's where we're going to start today. And just we'll go over these things in in future lessons just to make sure that you're getting what you need from studying this word. I actually started to take a breather and teach something else, but uh, to just to give us a, a breather from Revelation. But I don't want to lose those that are following to uh, get an understanding. Now, verse uh, 7, we remember that we're still in a vision that John is having, and he has several. And um, in this lesson today, it seems, you know, we were talking about uh, the heat being so hot and mountains and moving and everything in the first part of chapter 7, 
And here it, he's talking about something completely different. And we have to realize that John was under pressure when he wrote this book. He had been uh, banded to an island called Patmos. And uh, he didn't realize that that was all in God's plan to get him away from everybody so that he could minister to him. And he wrote the greatest book that there was. Um, so we uh, are at chapter 10. And as I said, it starts talking about something completely different, talking about our salvation. And uh, so John wrote this book so that if someone, the wrong person, picked it up, that they wouldn't understand it and think that maybe it was just the babbling of old man. And also, he goes back and forth from heaven to earth, and sometimes even in the middle of a sentence. We also find out in this portion of chapter 7 that when we left off, we were almost three and a half years into the tribulation period. And they call the first three and a half years the tribulation. The last three and a half years is the great tribulation. I don't want to go through any of it. <laughs> Praise God. And there are some scholars that believe that we'll go through the whole tribulation. Christians I'm speaking of. Some just think that at the end of that three and a half years that we'll be um, moved off the earth and be in the presence of God. But it just depends on what school you're in and uh, how it's interpreted to you and your perception of what God's word says. We're going to stick pretty close to what we've been talking about. I believe that the um, rapture will occur before the first tribulation. And I hope so. And that's when Jesus comes in a cloud. He don't come to earth, but he comes in a cloud. And all the dead in Christ will rise first. And then those that are believers here on earth, they will leave. <clears throat> and if you ever seen any of those movies left behind, uh, th that's depicting that the uh, rapture will occur before the tribulation period starts. I don't think anybody want to go through the tribulation. Matter of fact, I just can't believe that reading this now, that there are still some diehards, some atheists that still want to hold on that there is no God. But we want to tell you that 
God is still handing out grace. Right there in the book of Revelation, he's giving everybody a chance, but there's a certain number, a certain cutoff. And, um, but right now, they still have an opportunity to come to God. But when God says no more, it's no more. And in this lesson, it seems like he's kind of going back and forth. But it's just to confuse the unbeliever, uh, the people that were fighting against uh, John. And he didn't want to reveal to them anything that God did, had wasn't ready to show them. Chapter 7, verse 10 reads, and cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. Now, salvation to our God, uh, it means that this is the theme of their worship. And they recognize that it comes solely from him. We, you and I, we cannot take credit for our salvation. Our salvation is a free gift through grace. A free gift through grace. We didn't deserve it. If we deserve it, then it wasn't grace. But we didn't deserve, and there's nobody on earth that deserves God's grace. You can't live holy enough. It says our holiness was like filthy rags. But God's grace, because it says all of us, all of us, that's the reason why we can't point fingers, have fallen short of the glory of God. But back to what I was saying, this free gift is through grace. Jesus deserves all of the credit. He purchased our salvation with his precious blood. We must praise and worship Jesus, for he alone deserves all the credit. Of course, the triune God Elohim sits on the throne. Verse 11 says, And all the angels stood round about the throne, and about the elders and the four beasts, and fell before the throne on their faces and worshiped God. Now, this is another view of the throne area. Of course, Elohim God is on the center throne. Jesus is sitting on the right hand of the Father. The four living beings are very near the throne. The 24 elders representatives of all Christendom, Christendom are very near as well. The angels encircle the throne. All fall down before the throne of God in total adoration and worship. Now, verse 12 says, saying, Talking about everybody that was there before the throne. 
they were saying, amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Blessings and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might. The amen is saying, so be it. In other words, we that are already in the presence of God in heaven, we're saying, so be it. So be it. To the praise and worship of the almighty God. We are in total agreement with what is going on. This blessing here is seven-fold, spiritually complete blessings are spoken here in this heavenly setting. Amen, blessings, and glory, and wisdom, and thanksgiving, and honor, and power, and might. Seven. Now we're going to. Keep moving forward. Uh, let's read 13. And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, what, what are these which are arrayed in white robes? And where did they, where did they come from? Where came they? That's what the scripture says. And it seems like they knew what the answer was, but they're Asking so that we can get an understanding, I guess. Where did they, they come from? You remember John said that he saw a number that no man could number. And they were in their white robes. But this scripture right here talks a little bit about it. Verse 14 says, And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, These are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Now, notice that I said great tribulation the last three and a half years. These people didn't go with the raptured church, which went in the beginning. And we met him in the cloud. Since they are not yet saved, they weren't saved at the beginning of the seven-year period. The whole tribulation period lasts seven years. But it's broken up Three and a half and three and a half. First three and a half is called tribulation. Last three and a half is called great tribulation. And it says these people have washed their robes in the blood of the lamb. It's referring to the atonement sacrifice of Christ. Now, even if I was, which I don't. Um, a person that didn't believe 
in holy God. By the time all the mountains and um, storms and hail the size of uh, uh, baseballs and stuff was falling and uh, stars falling from the heavens and all this, I would become a believer too. But I hope that as many as possible give their life to the Lord so that they won't have to endure all of this tribulation. Now, this vision, it says, the redeemed Gentiles of this vision are either saints who will be martyred during the tribulation. A lot of people are going to lose their lives. They will be martyred. Are believers who will survive the tribulation and enter the millennium in their natural bodies. I don't know about that. The temple may be either the earthly millennium temple. And the millennium starts immediately after the seven-year period and after Armageddon. And it says that are the throne and presence of God in heaven. See, these is where scholars differ in how they believe. Earthly sorrow will be over. Thank God for that. Christ will give them spiritual sustenance. There will be absolutely no crying or sorrow in the presence of God. For he will have wiped away all tears from their eyes. Verse 15 reads, Therefore are they before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. Let's read verse 16. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall the sunlight on them, nor any heat. And verse 17 reads, For the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them and shall lead them unto living fountains of water and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. It's all going to be over. God's son is both lamb and a shepherd and a beautiful mix of images. The lamb has always been the shepherd. Now, it says, this is surely heaven where there is eternal peace and joy. Here again, we see Jesus as the shepherd of his uh, sheep, providing for all our needs and making us blissfully happy. We have tears on earth, but not in heaven. God shall wipe away all tears. From their eyes. The tears are not just wiped away. They are wiped completely. From the eyes. So that nothing is left. But joy and abundance. 
Now, we're going to be back in two weeks, and we're going to talk about this some more. Uh, we'll be ready to go to Chapter 8, and it'll go back eventually. It'll start talking about what's happening back down on Earth, which is horrible. Uh, it's even horrible to study or to read. And it's something that nobody should look forward to entertaining those days. Father, we thank you for our lesson on today. We asking again that you bless every reader because you promised them a blessing. And you can't lie. And you're and you have never failed us and you've never been short of your word. I do have a website. It's called www.macandcheesepodcast.com. If you want to go there, you can. Uh, I certainly would like to know, uh, hear from you. I really would. Uh, and you can also go to Facebook. Facebook uh, and look up Ruby McClellan. And this podcast will, re will be will be recorded on Facebook. It's recorded on Twitter. It's also recorded on LinkedIn. Um, it's on the RSS feed. And several others. It's on several others. But Budspot, Budspot is the one that uh, directs it to all those different places where you can catch this podcast. It is stored on www.macandcheesepodcast.com. You can go there and pull it up if you want to restudy it, re-listen to it, uh, whatever you might want to do, but it's stored out there. And I thank God that it'll be there forever. <laughs> so um, maybe somebody during the uh, tribulation period, uh, pull it up because uh, it's out there for them to understand. And if you happen to miss the rapture, you certainly want to know what to expect and what's going on. In the meantime, we love you. Uh, pray for us. Please pray for us. Please um, uh, do that for me. Uh, I'll be praying for you. God is good to me, and I, and I know that he's good to you also. Well, we'll see you again in two weeks. God bless.